Hello and welcome to the new episode of SupplyCast from the Healthcare Supply Association. Joining me is, well, it's the big cheese. It's Alan Hoskins, the <laughs> Chief Officer. How are you, Alan? Yeah, very well. Yeah, nice to be able to spend some time um, with you today. Yeah, I mean, I know that um, it's been, you know, it's obviously difficult to squeeze and see. We were just talking before we uh, came on air, as it were, um, about how suddenly your days can, can fill up, especially, you know, in the line of work that you're in at the moment. Um, you obviously, your day job, I guess, is, is director at the South of England Procurement Services. Um, so the primary reason we're talking about today is we just wanted to do really a look back on the on last week's conference. Yeah. Um, the virtual conference. Um, as a starting point, Alan, what I wanted to get to was was just a little bit about how we arrived at a virtual conference. Obviously, we arrived at a virtual conference because of COVID, we know that. But um, first of all, uh, how does it feel? Because obviously, this is the 60th anniversary of the HCSA. I know you had some very particular things planned. Um, can you tell us a little bit, first of all, about kind of how it's been having to Kind of delay those things or push them to one side this year and and the rather you know the obviously the unfortunate time of it being in the 60th year yeah i think you know everyone that's involved you know is very very disappointed from you know trustees through the exec team into the nsg and all the members that you know were probably looking forward to you know catching up in manchester this year i think the biggest area for us was as we saw the issues around COVID and how serious it was starting to get, all the way through, we were all holding out that, you know, in a few weeks, a few months, you know, it would pass and we would be able to put the conference on in Manchester. But clearly the venue was used as part of one of the NHS, you know, Nightingales. So quite quickly it became apparent that we wouldn't be able to do that. And at that point, we started looking, as others, you know, have, you know, leading up to that, looking at other digital means. And to be fair, over the last three or four years, um, when I started as chief officer, one of the things I wanted to do was bring change and bring a very different, you know, different feel to what we do. And so for us, in some ways, we it felt like a little bit forced into, you know, going digital. But actually, it was probably a direction of travel for the future anyway. So we ended up with, you know, great partner in BIP in terms of, you know, the work and the, the forum that we were using for the digital, you know, side of it. And to be fair, I think, you know, it went really, really well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, I've, I've been, uh, since I've been involved with the HCSA, the conference and discussions around the conference and switching it over to virtual, etc. Being able to see the amount of work that went into it was 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 unbelievable and there's always you know the most work that goes into something is that kind of perverse thing where there's almost more things that can go wrong you know you've got a lot of moving parts going on and through um my job I, i've attended an awful lot of virtual conferences over the last you know few months because of covid and i think you know i think i'm, a, I'm allowed to before anyone suggests well you would say that wouldn't you um, actually, I'm quite fortunate now. I've got a foot in and a kind of a foot out kind of thing. So I still have that distance to be able to look at things. And I have to say, I, I hadn't, hadn't seen a conference, a uh, virtual conference, that I thought was as successful as that in terms of reproducing a virtual conference, you know, because it is meant to be a virtual conference as opposed to here's all the presentations. We've recorded them. They're online. They're on YouTube. Go and yeah. watch them. It is meant to reproduce. And I thought it was... Um, 
I thought it was really successful at doing that. Um, you could see, you know, kind of all the work was up there on the screen, so to speak. Yeah, I think, you know, we've got a great team, you know, with, again, you know, as a partner, the um, the exec and NSG team that, you know, did so much work behind the scenes yourself, you know, all the comms, everything that went into it. And I think, you know, it absolutely ran really, really well. And when you got to the point of seeing it on screen rather than being face to face, you still felt that you were part of it. And I know when we did the poll, we've done a poll recently, haven't we? And 70% yeah. of people said, you know, actually, you know, they really, you know, they're getting it. They understand it's better. You know, they liked it. And I think for us, it seems exactly the same. Mm. Well, that yeah, that poll that you mentioned, which is on our Twitter account, um, it actually, yeah, 70% said that they felt they came out of it a lot more positive about virtual conferences in yeah. general. So I think, you know, it did, I think it, there's no sort of, great feather in the cap and saying that as a whole it kind of made people realize what virtual conferences were capable of yeah um so and, and obviously it's technology i mean obviously this kind of technology has been floating around for a bit but this was kind of the movement this is the proof of concept in a massive way covid oh, yeah absolutely for us you know we because we'd always thought that it was something that we might want to do um, as part of whatever we do in the future, you know, I know we'll come to that, you know, probably later on, but absolutely the future has to have a, an element of what we've just done because it, it worked really, really well. I think one thing that we never, never went wrong this year was the annual dinner because every year we always have a seat and plan problem that didn't happen. Right. This year. <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of people, you know, through Simon and others would have been you know, quite happy that we weren't doing that. Let's hope mm. we can get back to that, you know, next year in Harrogate. I think it's an interesting concept because people are looking at this now. I know some people that, that own event organising companies and they've had to kind of get involved in, in, in virtual, which was something that they didn't really expect to do. And we know that there's an obvious aspect. I mean, the one thing that virtual conferences obviously can't, by definition, give you is face-to-face -face meetings and that kind of sort of network thing, even though the, the chat engines and these things are very sophisticated now um, to reproduce that. But that actual kind of face-to-face -face and that whole scenario, and, and we understand that, and that's something that is a kind of a non-negotiable when you go from physical to virtual. But I, I must admit, I do wonder whether we might see something of a hybrid in the future. Do you think that's what will happen? Do you think virtual will completely go, or do you think we'll, we'll get a bit of a hybrid where it's physical with a bit of virtual as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think we have to bring a mix together. Um, I think the... The good thing about this conference as well is that you can go back. So within 30 days, you can go back and you can look at the things because, you know, I never got a chance to look at everything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like me, they got really busy day jobs. So you get the chance to go back in, you get the chance to be able to collect things, um, still communicate with people if you miss the opportunity. So I think whatever we do, we have to bring a face-to-face -to together so we can do the networking. A lot of people, even though they loved the digital experience, a lot of it was around that networking aspect. To be sure. fair, you know, I know a lot of them. It was probably more that they couldn't stay up late at night and have a few pints in the pub. But Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, again, when I look back over my career, you know, and I'm in my 35th year as of, you know, mm -hmm. December, and... That's a long time in the NHS, but I have built so many friends and relationships in the work sense. I better make that bit clear in terms <laughs> of how if there's something you're going to do for the first time, you can guarantee one of your colleagues um, around the country has done it. And having that network to be able to put out and gather that information. And I think 
that you know that's what makes it really really useful yeah I, I agree and I think that you know there was definitely I mean from my point of view personally as well something that um perhaps I didn't necessarily anticipate particularly but going watching virtual conferences now I think it's quite interesting is that in the presentations in some sense there's a greater intimacy because you're closer to it yeah. kind of thing and if you're so I, I think it, like I watched every second of the conference because I had to but I actually didn't there wasn't believe me I've sat through some conferences and I've thought wow you know this is a this is a this is a bit of a grind but I didn't feel that at all um, one of the other things that I thought worked really well was that when you had sponsor presentations you know very often at some conferences when you get like sponsor presentations, supplier presentations, that sort of thing, it's kind of something where they're there just to fill an obligation contractually. What yeah. I found with the HTSA one was that, and part of it is obviously to do with the liaison that goes on, but a lot of it is to do with just the sponsors themselves really understanding, I think, the, the industry and the audience, that they actually put together, you know, really good presentations, which were just in general of, of key interest. Yeah, and I think, I think again, being in procurement, one of the things we always talk about is getting the specification right. So mm. one of the things we do when we're working with BIP as the partner, we're very clear about um, even the when the, the packages are sold in, re- in relation to the sponsorship, that we have to have it linked to an NHS subject or linked mm. to something in a certain way that's not got a sales pitch to it. And I think yeah. throughout the whole two days, you know, we really did showcase a great range of, you know, speakers, topics brought to life. Some of the real challenges that the NHS is facing today in a, a changing system at the moment. OK, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think everyone should be very, very proud. And a tremendous amount of work that went into it, you know, like Kath and Tiny. Uh, yeah. Matt Tiny was, you know, working all the hours God gives and all yeah. that putting together and putting everything together and everything. And, um, you know, I think that, yeah, I think it was very successful. I think everyone obviously admits there's the, net, the face-to-face networking thing is the only thing that you can't produce. And as you say, the um, having a having a drink up in the you know to the wee hours afterwards. Now, I suppose in recent years, what's good is that we seem to be able to look with an amount of confidence into 2021 because we've had a number of vaccine breakthroughs. Obviously, yeah. um, before I go into what that will mean for the for the confidence what's that like for you at the moment we were just talking before we came on air about um how you your 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 days are thin you know quite quickly because of um preparation for vaccine rollouts and that what's it what's that like for you at the moment yeah well clearly you know it's playing out there is a vaccine waiting to be approved for use clearly behind the scenes um from a, a government point of view Plans are being put in place to ensure that that vaccine gets to frontline staff, to the public, to vulnerable people around the country. Um, So there has to be a lot of logistics, a lot of planning goes into that. And then you take those national models around training, how you're going to capture the information. And then at trust level, if you're going to be designated as a hub, you need to be able to get thousands of staff, thousands of people through a process because it's a two stage process. So when you have an appointment in four weeks time, three or four weeks time, you've got to have a second dose. So there's a lot of logistics goes into that. And then, you know, like anything, whether it's the flu jab or any sort of jab, there can be times when some people do react to it very very rare you know hardly happens but it could do so you have to plan for all of these consequences 
that something might go wrong and if it does what are we going to do about it along mm. with what is the process to make sure that we haven't missed anyone and everyone is consented to go through the process so there's lots and lots of admin in the background before we even start giving the vaccine and lots of preparation you're saying that before we came on there that one thing is that the ppe situation appears to be well under control and in a com- fairly comfortable position now yeah it, it's working really really well the the stock is pushed we've got um, a lot clearer position around what's coming um, we're building and able to build um, a forward look of you know where we are so I think you know touch wood everything does very much seem to be a lot better at this point so with the vaccines coming obviously it would appear to you know obviously pre improve the likelihood of there being um, a physical element to the next HTSA conference. What are your thinkings on that at the moment? What are the plans for the next conference? And are you planning for physical with that yeah. one? Yeah, absolutely. So we've already got the venue booked. So we're going back to Harrogate in 2021. So the 24th and 25th of November. So keep those dates sort of in your diary. We are planning on that being a face-to-face conference. And as I said earlier, hopefully with a mix to that conference so that we can ensure that all members, you know, have a part to play in that conference in, in a year's time. I was thinking about that, actually. You can imagine that you, you go back to like a physical conference then afterwards people saying oh it'd be really great if I could you know download those presentations for the next 30 days yeah. <laughs> can on the virtual um I think that's that's the that's a sort of invaluable resource that I can imagine people getting used to so to speak so going back to physical obviously it was the 60s this year certain things you're going to do you weren't going to do are you planning on on kind of having a belated 60th celebrations yeah so next year um it will be our 60th 60 plus one so yeah. what we what we intend doing is celebrating everything that we did um or were due to do in the 60th year in the 60 plus one i suppose from an executive point of view and the team and and the nsg i think we all want to probably make it an even bigger celebration in 60 mm. plus one because of 2020 it's not been the greatest um, year for most of the country so mm-hmm. what can we do to make it even better for the supplier community and the suppliers that have served us really throughout yeah, i'd imagine everyone will be champing up a bit lord knows what's going to happen in the bar <laughs> yeah yeah um, what happens in the bar stays in the bar so. stays in the bar particularly in 60 plus one Definitely. celebrations <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's great news, isn't it? Because, you know, like I say, everyone's like understands that there's, there's aspects of physical that you can't reproduce. Yeah. Um, it's just those things that, you know, people are looking to get together. And it, it was a shame, wasn't it? Because it's, even though it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that because of COVID, you weren't going to be able to meet face to face, but it would have been the perfect time to come together with the PPE situation in control. Um, for everyone to kind of look back but in in a way like next year I think will be great and if you could with the vaccines coming as well the country as a whole should just be a semblance of normality back to it I think we yeah I think we all hope that don't we we all really want it to get back to some sort of normality so we can go to the shops without a mask on or jump on a plane or you know go and have a meal with friends um, or even have a drink with friends you know so I think that normality you know it's really really important I suppose going back to the conference and 60 plus one, one of the you know the things that stood out for me were some great speakers, but 
the awards, I think the awards mm. flowed really well this year. Yeah, they did, and, yeah. Yeah, and there was a special award that I think all of us would have loved it to be in a face-to-face with Lord Hunt presenting the award to the NHS and the supplier community. Yeah. And that meant an awful lot. But to then be topped off with the... Simon Walsh did a great job working with the, the Palace and, mm-hmm. you know, to get the letter um, from Her Majesty that, you know, really just said thanks to all people that are involved within this in the NHS and that I think you know a lot of people that did sort of make you feel warm inside in terms of that yeah I totally agree I think it was a great you know not only was it a great kind of you know topper for the conference that but obviously for for the year really something you know that that extra bit of recognition at the end I mean I think that we all we all want that especially after you know such an extraordinary year as this I think that I think it worked it worked great to get the recognition as you say from Lord Hunt with the President's Award to the um, to the communities and uh, and also getting the uh, message for Her Majesty the Queen it was uh, yeah you couldn't you I mean in that extent you couldn't have wished for a better end to it could you? No no and I think it just made you know made the year really you know a really mm. down year for lots of people I think it really sort of brightened up you know that year it's quite interesting earlier on you you thanked particularly um tiny and kath and you know and i'd sort of reflect on that because mm. i think as a as a team you know yourself included through the nsg through the exec the whole team it ran like a really well-oiled machine but good thing is you know you pulled out kath and and, and tiny or mm. andy coley and mm. You know, they absolutely smashed it is, you know, it's probably a good word for me. You know, they mm-hmm. really, you know, like you said, all hours. And mm-hmm. that's what really kept it together. It was the glue that stuck sure. everything else together. So it was a massive team effort um, and, you know, working with partners to bring it together. Mm-hmm. The reason it felt slick, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. was because mm-hmm. it is a slick team and they know how these things run and how they mm-hmm. run into each other. So big thanks to, you know, Tiny and Kath, particularly from myself and, you know, the rest of the HCSA, really. Great job. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's a sign, isn't it, that something's gone well when, even though there's a lot of work that goes into it, it almost looks easy. The finished yeah. product, you know. It's a bit like they say about what they say about referees in a football pitch, isn't it? If they're doing the job well, you don't notice them. Yeah, we've given them, we've given them a day off, so yeah, they're, they're back to work now. So we're working them hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, Alan, that's great. It's been great looking back at the conference in the future, and it, it's good to shout out the people who worked, you know, like so hard behind the scenes to make it such a success. This is it's, it's been nice. Before we go into a couple of um, just a little bit of a couple of fun questions at the uh, at the end, I think it's been nice to have this this chat with you on this podcast, and for there to be a positive overall thing to it, because you know by definition it's impossible when doing these podcasts to not speak about COVID. I had you know yeah. I had some rarefied idea about you know maybe we're touching COVID, but to try and not. But really, yeah. there's no getting away from it. And it's a kind of a, you know, full zone to do that. But it's, it's just really nice that this is, um, has been such a positive thing to this because the conference has gone well, the vaccines are coming, PPEs under control. You know, it just feels as if, you know, I mean, I know we're entering into tears, but I'm, a, I'm one of those people, by the way, who went yeah. drastically from tier one with no one in my area having it, to tier three with nothing changing. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm one of those people, but still, it's, it's been nice. It's been nice to be cheered up talking to you, Alan. So just to finish with, we always do these couple of questions at, at the end. 
um, I gave you a bit of fair warning on this. Yeah. And the two questions we do at the end are, if you're only allowed to listen to one album of your choice, or one yeah. song, but usually one album people go for, uh, for the rest of your life, what would it be? And if you could only watch one film for the rest of your life, what would you choose? So maybe the album or song first? Yeah, so I grew up in an era of Scar, you know, Madness, Batman yeah. specials yeah. and all that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. now I listen to a young indie band called The Vamps all right. over, the, yes. the, over the charts. Just got yeah. a new album out now. I wouldn't choose a, a real song. I love how, you know, I suppose, Oh Cecilia, you know, it's just mm -hmm. catchy. But the, every song that they do, I would... I can drive for miles listening to their music. Yeah. So um, that's having a young daughter that listens to them a lot. They're a great been, band. Yeah, been to the concerts. So I would say the Vamps and all of their albums, really. What was the Vamps concert like? It was fantastic. We took one of the cheap seats right at the top because we had to take my daughter yeah. anyway. But we yeah. absolutely loved it. And we've been to th two or three now. So, yeah, it's great. That's great that's, an that's another thing that hopefully with the, with the vaccines we'll be able to get back to next year at some point. And film. What, yeah. What's the film you're going to pick? On the basis of being the chief officer, I thought I'd go beyond film. So, again, I've grown up with Bond, you know, the yeah. movie, the box set. So I've got the yeah. box set. I've got all the Bond films. Yeah. My favourite, Sean Connery, Dr. No, 1962. I'm a little bit young to remember it, the release, but I suppose any of the Bond films. I just love watching that sort of film. Past I'm gonna, period. Because you are the chief officer, Alan, <laughs> I'm going to let you have that. And I'm <laughs> going to let you have a Bond box set. That you can take away <laughs> to your desert island with you, along Bad. with the Vamps record. <laughs> okay, look, listen, Alan, it's been great talking to you. That has been Hoskins, Alan Hoskins, yeah. if I can just take the Bond motif a little bit further there. And uh, thanks for joining us. And it's been great having such a positive chat about the future. Uh, I feel so much more positive now going about my day. I'll have a great weekend now, Alan. I haven't spoken to you. And you, Bruce. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you. And um, please make sure you join us on the next episode of Supplycast. Until next time.